0: Children are a heritage from children the, the children, of children are a heritage from, from the Children are a heritage from the Children are a heritage from people. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a heritage from the Lord.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Abolish Abortion Missouri podcast, where we believe children are a heritage from the Lord, and we are working toward the immediate and total abolition of abortion in Missouri. I'm your host, Brandon. This is episode 14, and I am joined once again by Wes Scroggins and Violet Stevens here. And uh, so, guys, thank you again for being with us here uh, today, this morning. It's morning time. Thanks
0: for having me. Good morning.
1: Yeah, it's good to yep. good to good to see you both. Yeah, uh, and and you know, Wes, good to see you again after not what, but a couple days. Uh, Just
2: so, a couple of days, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always glad to be with you.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, even if it's, it's, it's joy. even if it's only digitally, even if it's only digitally, absolutely, you
2: bet, you bet.
1: I uh, so so we are we are here because. Um, you know, we we like to we like to bounce around to a number of different subjects on this podcast. We want to cover you know current events and and what's going on uh, politically and in the news, as well as covering covering things that are uh, more principled and um, you know uh, teaching from the Bible what the right approach to certain issues are. And and today I feel like we're going to end up touching on all of that all at once a little bit because of this uh news article uh, and, and not just one but uh this national th- this this event i guess that made national news um regarding and, and this is where already even by me stating it i'm i'm gonna be spinning it because of the way that this is already gaining so much heat and not a lot of light but uh freeman hospital in joplin uh, refused to murder a child. That's, that's uh, what really it comes down to. They, they said that they would not, and people are going uh, bonkers over it. So the New York Post, um, uh, back on November 3rd, uh, posted an article. The article is entitled, Missouri Hospital Investigated for Allegedly Refusing an Emergency Abortion. And uh, and and other other articles, uh, Violet, you mentioned other articles that talk about how a woman was denied uh, protection or safety from a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, denied
0: medical treatment, mm-hmm.
1: medical treatment for a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I would like uh, Violet, maybe if you want to just walk through, I'll I'll, I'll kind of sure. walk through the basics of of uh, or have you walk through the basics of of what happened. It's happened at Freeman Hospital in Joplin. Actually, mm-hmm. I've I've been there. My wife and I have been there. They were great. Yeah, um, and uh, just as an anecdotal side note, um, when when it came to issues of uh, treating for, for COVID, uh, my wife actually had to go to Freeman Hospital and. Uh, uh, they were uh, very, very uh, respectful of the fact mm-hmm. that they, that we were not um, wanting to get that particular vaccine and and, and we were worried yeah. we might not be able to get treatment. And here they came in and, and they were very patient focused, I think is my point. So uh, the, all these articles are spinning them as uh, these evil tyrants who don't care about Uh, individuals and don't care about what individuals think or believe and uh, Mm -hmm. that that was not our experience that was not the experience of a lot of people who recommended us going to freeman hospital when my wife got covid Uh, Mm -hmm. so uh, this kind of came out of left field even just from kind of the the received information i've had about this hospital and their very patient focused uh wellness focused uh methodology so so what happened what happened
0: so there's a number of different articles on this story and um, they all have kind of you know, a different, different spin on what exactly happened. Um, basically what I'm able to gather is that this lady uh, from Joplin presented at her local emergency room after her water broke. She was about 18 weeks into her pregnancy, so not quite halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, and while she was there, basically the, the doctors advised her that she should have an abortion because the pregnancy wasn't viable, is what the article states. Um, so she believed that her life was in danger. She believed that um, there was risk to her health. It was an emergency, but the doctors couldn't help her out because of this ban on abortion. This, this um, when the, uh, I I think it's Missouri statute 188.017 so that way you guys can go look it up and read it for yourself which basically just says that anybody who intentionally performs or induces an abortion on a woman um, of an unborn child will be guilty of a class b felony um, and subject to suspension of their license so that's the great penalty they might get their license suspended so these doctors are aware of this and uh, they talked with their legal counsel <clears throat> and decided that her case did not constitute a medical emergency, even though this is the typical treatment that they offer um, or did offer up until uh, a few months ago. And so they basically told her she's going to need to go somebody somewhere else. So I'd, I wanted to just kind of touch on, you know, a, a few things here. Um, when they say, When they say that the pregnancy wasn't viable, they weren't meaning the baby's dead. In this context, they were meaning the the pregnancy had not reached twenty four weeks, which is the age of viability. They weren't meaning that the baby had no chance of survival. Um, although it sounds like from a lot of the articles that I read, she thought the baby had no chance of survival. I'm not exactly sure, you know, wh- why why she she believed that. Um, but basically, it just meant the baby hasn't reached 24 age, or, or twenty four or 24 weeks of age, which. We knew. Um, So this is called medically, we call this uh, pre viability, preterm rupture of membranes. That's the medical term. So you can go look it up. Um, It's abbreviated PPROM. And the traditional treatment options are kill now. We have an abortion. We do it right now. We send you home Um, or do nothing. We call that expectant management. And we just leave the situation alone see what happens. If, you know, any of these certain things come up, then come back and we'll take care of you. Women are not typically admitted to the hospital if they're pre viable, meaning under 24 weeks. So you're 23 weeks and this happens, you come in as long as everybody's stable, they say, go home.
1: In a situation like this, you know, cause as, as I was reading through it, you know, um, she, uh, I'd like to. So, I'll back up a little bit. Sorry. Um, I would definitely like to talk about what medical emergency means um, from uh-huh. a from a legal perspective. And Wes, maybe you can shed some light on that as well. But prior to that, let me just ask a question about hospital procedure here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, so she. Let's see. It's it says that um, she w- that the that the doctors were worried because of her amniotic fluid having run out and they were worried that this could result in an emergency even if it wasn't necessarily one right yes. now so there's the fact that that viability um uh, is is tied up and wrapped up with this 24 week mark which I, I know um that's been getting pushed back a little bit but the general consensus 24 weeks child is viable meaning can survive outside the womb um,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: With with that being kind of a standard for care, do you think that that's one of the problems procedurally with with this whole thing? You know, if she wasn't 24 weeks, but uh, there was this concern, is it the type of thing where maybe in a more ideal situation, she would have gone ahead and been admitted and monitored? Or um, do you think Freeman Hospital was right to say, look, this is not... Uh, We can wait. We have plenty of time to wait and see if this becomes a a major emergency.
0: So, okay, so they can't do anything about it. So, if the water breaks, they can't like fix it, you know. But the um, if the mom is stable, baby's stable, they there's nothing they can do, Mm -hmm. and so. (laughs) <laughs> All you can really do is, is send the woman home. If if you're less than 24 weeks, they don't give steroids to mature the baby's lungs. So a lot of times they'll tell women, go home and if you make it to 24 weeks, come back and we'll admit you. And then they'll they'll give her treatment where they, they can um, do some uh, interventions to, to help the baby. Um, if a woman gets an infection, which is a concern when the water breaks, if the woman gets an infection, they would treat that, you know, Um, but uh, otherwise they don't they don't do anything because what are you going to do? Right. So it used to be the only thing that they could offer was, well, we can terminate the pregnancy, that's something we can do. So they would offer you can either terminate the pregnancy or we can do nothing now and just wait and see what happens.
1: So when when she was told the 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 baby had zero chance of survival, that was uh, disingenuous. (laughs) <laughs>
0: I don't know that she was told that. It mm. sounds like she seemed to think that the baby had no chance of survival. Um, there, I did read one article where she, where she said that there was a nurse who told her she could have antibiotics and maybe get to term. But then the doctors came in and informed her that, that, that the, there was all of these other problems that could happen. And um, they even quoted a doctor as saying something like, I've seen worse things than death. Weird. I'm sorry, but I don't know what they really <laughs> told her. But obviously, somebody thought she needed to have an abortion and was Pressing telling her that. that. Yeah, was pushing for that, and um, I I just kind of I wanted to I I wanted to just talk a little bit about some research here because I think it's hard for you know the average person to understand. Okay, so the baby could possibly live or what? So I did, I, I looked for some studies that were done and it was really hard to find research on this because most of these babies or many of these babies are aborted. Yeah. Um, so I found a, a 2004 study that was done on what we call expected management, meaning we're not going to do anything right now. Um, we'll just wait and see. And according to this study, this is uh, women who spontaneously had that pre-viability premature rupture of membranes between 14 and 23 weeks of pregnancy. Now this study was done in between for this happened between 95 and 99, all these women. So it was years ago, you know, things have definitely changed, but at that time, um, the survival rate for, for baby for w- when it occurred, uh, less than 22 weeks was only 12 and percent. So pretty low. Um, but then 22 to 23 weeks, the survival was 55%. There was no maternal deaths. There was no sepsis. So that, that doesn't sound like complete doom and gloom, although that does sound obviously Mm -hmm. like, you know, some issues there. Um, And then there was a a more recent study, 2014, um, and this covered neonatal survival, uh, meaning that these babies got to the point where they were able to be discharged from the hospital following what we call prolonged pre-viable. <laughs> so prolonged meaning, you know, more than it had the woman's water had broken and then she stayed pregnant for a while. Um, pre-viable, meaning less than 24 weeks of pregnancy, preterm rupture of membranes um, in the era of antenatal steroids. And according to this study, um, babies who, who had this happen prior to viability, um, if they were given steroids during the prenatal period, and then at delivery had access to NICU care, so you know, it helped breathe, ninety um, percent survived to be discharged.
2: Wow, that is so, a large percentage.
0: So, yeah. so we're acting like doom and gloom. Yeah, like there's they, we say the baby's not viable. This is almost ten years ago. This study. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so, and so, in, so Violet, it, it seems to me that that research like that, with those kinds of of, of findings, you know, evidence, results, you know, uh, certainly, you know, um, should be used to make the case for doing everything that you can to save the life of the baby at that point. Right. Right? Yes, I, I mean,
0: think I, I think that that traditionally in recent years. Um, the, the the pre-viable baby is not seen as a patient yeah. um, because they don't, they're not treated as a patient until they reach the age of viability. I, I, I remember one colleague telling mm. me of a story of a, um, a, a patient who had this happen. She went to the hospital. They sent her home. They wouldn't give her steroids. They wouldn't do anything because she was 23 weeks and three days.
1: Wow.
0: And so she went home and um, she came back at, I think it was 23 weeks, six days, the day before she was 24 weeks. Um, and they admitted her to the hospital and they gave her steroids. The very next morning, she went to the bathroom and basically had the baby in the toilet at the hospital. The baby survived. Mm. And, you know, it, I know it's just one story, but it wasn't like all that surprising. The baby survived because it got care. Right. But when yeah. you're not, you're not going to even like. There's no chance. So let's just like not even bother with it. You don't even treat the baby like a patient. Of course, the survivability goes down.
1: Yeah, baby- I think I think we've touched on this before, um, but you, you 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 implied it again, and it's just such an important point to make that the abortion um, cultural milieu that that the the medical world has has uh, been enveloped in has just mm-hmm. absolutely harmed our ability to even understand survivability rates. That's right. You know, to even That's understand good. how, how yeah. uh, mm-hmm. medicine can help us. And so we have stunted the growth of scientific advancement Mm -hmm. in 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 child you know and babies basically because of the fact that we've defaulted to abortion that is one of the most tragic things that's difficult you know when you start talking about things at that level you realize that you're you're talking about something that is absolutely ingrained into uh, the system of medical care that we have and so it's far beyond uh, laws it's 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 touching it's what a lot we of emotions. Yep. Yeah, we it's just
2: it's we culture. believe it
0: can't happen, therefore it can't happen, even though the research shows differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, one, one other, go ahead, go one ahead. other. Sorry, one other yeah, okay. thing that I I did want to mention about like this particular case, one of the articles that I read said that the hospital's legal team told her that they could not offer the standard procedure, which is a D and E, dilation and evacuation, because of the ban. Now, I just wanna I just wanna go over the 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 offerings for termination of pregnancy. Um there's the DNE and then there's induction of labor. Now an induction of labor is basically like you know, you go you get pitocin induction, just like if with a full term baby, um, and in a full-term baby, you expect, of course, the baby's gonna survive. And a lot of people get inductions, an enormous number of people mm-hmm. get inductions okay. and have a healthy baby. Well, they'll do, they'll do this also for very, very early pregnancy. Um, but they they in her case, the standard procedure was a DE. Now, a D and E is not just an induction. A D and E is when they go in and they tear the baby apart before it's delivered. Right. Because yes. if it mm-hmm. survives. They might have to take care of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in order that we don't accidentally have babies surviving, that is actually the standard procedure. Yeah. At that age.
1: Yeah. It's uh so so
0: and, and I'm so just wondering tragic, why so. that's medically necessary. Why we must tear the children apart before they're born. Why it, why wouldn't we just do an induction?
1: Right. Why not attempt it?
0: Yeah. Because the baby might live. Right. I don't know no. So this is is, where like some of the born alive regulations I think a lot of proponents of born alive regulations don't realize um that one of the reasons we're not hearing a lot more cases of where baby was accidentally born alive and then saved, like we used to hear a lot more of that in the 80s and 90s is because now uh, I think providers are very careful to make sure the baby doesn't live
2: before it's born
0: because once it's born then they're they got to deal you know they got these regulations that they got to follow and nobody wants to get in trouble wow
1: wow that is uh that is just uh satanic
0: it's chilling
1: Yes. yes yes it's chilling you know if we were talking about any other class of human beings and we were talking about this type of stuff uh you know we would be um, you know, the conspiracy theorists with the tinfoil hats and we would be having to have the, our meetings in secret basements so that we didn't get raided by the government. And here it's so normal that we can talk about it and people aren't even recognizing how how tragic it is. And I'll stop soapboxing, but it's just uh, um, astounding that we can talk about an entire industry of our medical field that mm-hmm. uh, works to not have people uh, live you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that actually yeah, takes, that's the intention you know mm-hmm. um specific action yeah to, to to kill people in order to not have to care for them mm-hmm. uh, if, yeah that, that books and movies have been made about that very subject with regard to other classes of humans uh many times and here it's we live it it's literal mm-hmm. dystopian uh reality that we live in here folks uh gotta fight that we, we need to uh I will shut up after this. I promise But this is you shot. You shocked me a little bit with that particular piece. From I think list. most
0: people are unaware of that Um this is Missouri. I'd love to get a doctor we, we on this
1: podcast just we, for that reason.
0: Yes. We think we're in such a pro-life state, Yeah, you know, but we don't realize a lot of, a lot of these regulations that we come up with are actually perpetrating more of this wickedness and more of this evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, that like these, this, I am surmising, I don't know this, um, but I am surmising that the staff by and large thought the woman needed an abortion. Yeah. Cause they thought that was the healthy thing to do. This woman obviously was led to believe that that was the healthy thing to do. Right. Right. It so, didn't sound like she was, was really given much research. I, I, I don't know if she got any research or if she did any research herself. Um, I the whole thing it I don't know how much there was kind of a willful not looking at the facts or if she really was very deceived and and the professionals around her they were ignorant of the facts or not exactly sure mm-hmm. um, but it's 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 something to consider for sure uh, one one of the articles that I read uh, was saying that the law includes an exception for medical emergency yes there's definitely an exception for medical emergency. <laughs> The um, medical emergency, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that for um, like, if you, if you do a quick Google, you know, search of what constitutes a medical emergency, I think that there's pretty good consensus on what exactly that means. Um, So, yeah, apparently in this situation, um, nobody was able to determine for certain that this case met that criteria Uh, and. I could see, I mean, if I were evaluating it from what I read, that it did not meet the criteria because nobody was in, the only one who was in imminent, imminent danger was really the baby. Um, and it wasn't because the baby was you know, at that moment dying. Like we, we don't know what was going on with the baby. I really couldn't get much information, um, but the baby still had a heartbeat. Uh, and the, the main concern with the baby there was that all these people thought it needed to be aborted. Um, so the baby was really in, in a life threatening emergency. Um, and the baby did eventually uh, undergo an abortion and and did die. Um, but I'm, there was arguments that that uh, medical emergency is vaguely worded. And um, well, one so article you, I read.
1: Yeah, like so- the New York Post here, um, the New York Post. Uh, she, it says in one situation, in one paragraph, doctors told her that awaiting a medical emergency. Yes. put her at further risk for maternal mortality yep. and then uh-huh. uh and another one it's just her talking and it says my doctors said it was an emergency and i felt it was an emergency
2: yep. so
1: yeah i think <laughs> defining uh very clearly uh, Weirdo. Weirdo. what what is the case what is a medical emergency and, so, and what standards are met there that has to be done both yeah.
2: legally and and medicinally but, Violet, can you help us there? I mean, I mean, how is how is a medical emergency generally defined?
0: So, um, in most cases, a medical emergency is where somebody has like their vitals are unstable. Um, there's something that can be done to prevent serious injury or you know, potential injury to life or limb, that kind of thing. So like if somebody is bleeding and you can do something about it, you can stop the bleeding. That person is having a medical emergency. Somebody is having a heart attack and you can, you can help get them out of, you know, their heart attack and and resuscitate them. They're having a medical emergency. So basically somebody's vitals are unstable or somebody gets an infection um, and infections can become life-threatening. So like in her case, um there yeah she was at risk for a medical emergency she was at risk that she could get an infection because her water is broke now when you're pregnant you're already at risk that you can get an infection it's just that the risks are much lower if your water is intact she's also at risk of of hemorrhage so every pregnant woman at some point is going to not be pregnant Um, they go through childbirth or you know they give birth to the baby, um, and and that during that time the risk for hemorrhage goes up. Right after having the baby, the risk for hemorrhage goes up, and so I think what they must have been talking about was if you stay pregnant, you know, you ha- you're at a higher risk for having a hemorrhage, or you have at a higher risk for getting an infection, or those kinds of things, um, and and that can be that can be really subjective. Like I don't know. What they told her that that she was so scared, you know, that she felt like she needed to deal with this right now. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about maternal risk um, because I found some studies about that too. Um, and you're gonna have cases, to send
1: me all these links, Violet. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you I'll get, I'll get them. I'll get them in the show notes.
0: So Definitely. there was not yeah, a ton of to- information because, again, the vast majority in more recent times, you know, it seems like the standard is just abort the, the, the pregnancy. Um, so I found some information about infection. So if you have an immediate abortion, the risk of infection in this kind of case, P-P-R-O-M, um the risk of infection is 13%, pretty significant, I think. Um, But if you continue the pregnancy, expected management, continue the pregnancy indefinitely, which it could be a long time, because this happens at 18 weeks, and then you go all the way to, you know, 30 something weeks, we're talking about months here, 38%. So definitely higher. Um, But in this study, there was no cases of maternal death, there was no cases of maternal sepsis, meaning they were able to give the mom antibiotics. uh, And, and she recovered, you know, fully recovered from the from the uh, infection, which is what you do when someone gets an infection, you give them antibiotics. Um, so I'm not quite sure why they made, I'm not sure what sort of a deal they made about infection, but that was definitely in a lot of the articles I read. Um, and then the other big thing that, that is a, concern um, is that hemorrhage that's where somebody just bleeds super heavily Um, and so in the cases where uh, immediate abortion was chosen they decided to terminate um, 11% of women had a hemorrhage and Hmm. in cases where women just continued the pregnancy indefinitely which it it may have been you know that they just went another week and then just went into labor and the baby ended up dying anyway because they weren't far enough along. Um, or it may have been that they got all the way to 36 weeks, you know, and every, and everybody was fine in the end. Um, hemorrhage was 23% for the group who continued the pregnancy. So about twice as much as women who just had an immediate abortion. Mm-hmm. Now, that, I mean, that sounds kind of scary, you know, um, but there's no cases of maternal death in that. It's not like, I mean, it's very common for women to have hemorrhages during childbirth. It's not like something that's unheard of, uh, but it's just managed, you know, on a case-by-case basis. Right, um, you know, as, as have you're talking- We medications to stop the bleeding, we have surgical procedures, we have, tra- we have all sorts of things that we can do to stop the bleeding, minimize the blood loss, blood transfusions, everything else. Um, and so to act like this is a serious, you know, huge risk, to me, just seems a little overkill. It's, you know?
1: yeah it, it's it's disingenuous because you know you hear the word hemorrhage and everybody you know freaks out because they've watched an episode scratch. of house or gray's anatomy or something it, and, and they hear the words he's hemorrhaging and they, they freak yeah. out but um in this yeah.
0: whole study there was zero maternal deaths
1: right yeah. and 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 i've had um you know uh I've so known i'm just wondering quite what's a few so- people who, who have hemorrhaged and that was just part of what happened after they had baby and they were fine yeah. my, my wife or,
0: or miscarriage you know it's right. it, it right. happens, you know, so but yeah, yeah. Like, so I I'm, you might,
1: you might bleed when you have your, I'm, I'm not trying to make light of it, but it's a little bit yeah. like you might bleed when you have your, when you have your baby. And so uh, you should kill your baby I, instead. And.
0: Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. So, so mm-hmm. it, to me, it just is seems so ludicrous that somehow killing this baby is gonna, is gonna, you know, substantially improve an outcome for the mother um, to the point that we could even think this is some sort of, you know, hor- just the everything that I read about this is just so bothersome. And I think it's really easy to, you know, just have these headlines um, about how nasty and mean the hospital staff were by not giving her her emergency medical care. Um, but like she called up, she called up hospitals in several states. Nobody would do it.
1: Right, they were all. They were all doesn't actually trying something? to to, to mm-hmm. acknowledge that the law doesn't allow for a D and E in this situation, and yeah. uh, and everybody was in agreement, or, or lots of people are in agreement. I mean, Illinois, Illinois and is
0: the only place babies. that was willing to do it was the was the um, hopeless clinic in Granite City. That's where she ended up going. It's a late term abortion mill, and they do a lot of abortions there. They do a lot of late term abortions there.
1: Right. so, so let, let me ask you know we can this has all been super super helpful and super super um, enlightening let me ask a couple a couple final questions here so uh, as best we can tell it seems like Freeman was one um not I mean they were they were well within they were well within the consensus of uh, other medical, uh, facilities regarding yeah, no the nature of this emergency it. right it wasn't an emergency uh second they it seems that they were were trying to obey the law uh, as it's as it's laid out in Missouri yeah. so we yeah we don't i don't know what they need to be investigated for but uh
0: well nobody wanted to lose their license
1: right i mean
0: that you know it's a, it's a penalty they don't want to put that on the line when they really because the burden of proof is on them to demonstrate this was a medical emergency and there was nobody there's people willing to say oh we should do this but they all they all basically said but we're not willing to put a license on the line for it
1: right it's, it's not it's not yeah so i mean i mean it's not even in a situation like that it's not even like they were failing the hippocratic oath or anything when they say uh we we don't believe you know like like you can imagine some heroic doctor who said yeah um who, who says, I'll go ahead and defy the law and protect yeah. this person. It's yes. not a situation like that. It's just not even, I mean, it can't even be spun like that. Uh, yeah. That that can't be part of the rhetoric at all. So my last, so that's all helpful and that's very, very clarifying. And I think we're probably going to see a lot of, I think we're probably going to see a lot of um, articles like this and, and stories yes. like this continue to crop yeah. up. So let me ask, two questions. One, um, does, is Missouri's law um, just enough on this particular, on this particular issue? Have we, have we done enough by allowing for medical, medical emergencies, or does that still gonna end up Um, allowing for for loopholes where babies get murdered because I at least am a little fearful that it it might. I'm thankful that it didn't in this situation, but I'm a little fearful that it might. And so I'd like y'all's insight on that. And then secondly, um, Missouri's law, as I understand it, says nothing about a woman's ability. I think we've covered this before, Wes, but uh, it says nothing about a woman's ability to leave our state and go somewhere else and murder their child, correct? It absolutely
0: does. It well. It says no. this: a woman upon whom an abortion is performed or induced, um, in violation of this subsection, subsection shall not be prosecuted for conspiracy to violate this. Mm. So it does say yes. it protects her. Yeah,
2: it so protects that. her, right? Yeah. Uh, it so it doesn't woman, prohibit. It so doesn't woman, prohibit that in any way. Yeah, going across state lines in any way, and that's that's yeah. that is something that an abolition bill uh needs to address yeah it it has to um and we're working on that all right um we're we're currently right now working on a draft of of the senate abolition bill and um um i'm I'm going to do everything that i can to make sure that that this upcoming version the bill addresses that issue and and um you know, basically, will hold women responsible for walking across state line, having an abortion, and coming back into the state.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yeah. You know, um, conspiracy to assassinate a child well, is what it is. You know. So.
2: Well, well, well. Look, look at it. I mean, this way, folks. I mean, if a woman took a child, all right, across the line over into Illinois, and killed that kid, you know. Uh, that, that, that child over there in Illinois and then walked or drove back across the state line in Missouri. Question is, um, would she be held accountable for that?
1: Right. And, and obviously the answer must be that there she has is. to be a way, right. There has to be yes. a way to deal with a situation like that.
2: And, and and so, you know, if, uh, if, if we do, you know, recognize, you know, God's, um, God's position on this in terms of, of you know, God seeing, um, or considering, you know, the unborn as being human, a human being, our law, you know, uh, gives personhood to the unborn at the moment of conception. Um, you know, our, our constitution, I mean, our, our revised statutes, it's uh, chapter one, um, section 205, right, personhood. So, you know, uh, g- given those things, uh, in the interest, you know, of, of equal justice and equal protection under the law, you know, um, that kind of, uh, of a situation has to be prohibited. It has to be criminalized. Um, mm-hmm. if we're going to hold a woman accountable, you know, for killing a born child, you know, across the state line, we've got to hold her accountable for murdering the unborn child across. That the state would line. be, that
0: would be much more consistent with justice.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely.
1: So then, so, you know, on the issue of the other of the other question um, where I ask, you know, uh, with respect to this medical emergency language. Um, uh, does the law open up way too much room for interpretation to where somebody can say, I, you know, something like what this gal said, I, I feel like this is a medical emergency. I mean, are, are we uh-huh. are we are we relegated to that level of subjectivity or? Are there things in place that theoretically, at least, should protect from actually murdering children? Because, you know, Val, we don't have to go into all this, but we've talked on a past show about the the frustrating nature of the word "abortion" um, mm-hmm. being used for, you know, spontaneous abortion, a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, and so everybody's freaking out because that's what they're worried is going to get prosecuted. Is is, um, you know, like a woman's going to
0: be held accountable for her water breaking on accident or something?
1: R- right. Right. Um, so. Does, is the law shored up enough on that? Or does that something, is that something that really needs to be present in a, in an abolition bill as well?
0: Are you asking me um, if either of you. <laughs> <it. laughs> okay. If you're asking me, I think that, um, I, I do think that it is clear, but I think that we are subjective people and we're pushing it and we're trying, um, we're trying to make it say something it doesn't say. Gotcha, yeah. I I think that um we're so used to uh basically just redefining things the way that we want to redefine them that even even though it's clear we can we can push it and and see if this will qualify in the eyes of the public as a medical emergency gotcha. make it qualify yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't uh, you know, I uh, again, I kind of I I tend to agree with that in in the sense that that I don't uh, I I don't know that we can ever draft a bill that clearly defines black and white. What is a medical emergency and and what is not and closes all the loopholes because, you know, uh, Violet, I, I think you would agree with this is that, you know, a medical emergency is very situationally based. Right. I mean, you've got you've got numerous factors that could be operating in a a situation that will or will not create a medical emergency and trying to capture that um, and define that, you know, in a a law can be a very, very difficult thing to do because it's so situationally bound, you know, is what I'm saying.
1: It's Um, it's like we would be better off just to say that if a child is a child, then you can't murder them. Well, leave it at that.
2: Well, there you go. And and I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, what we have to do is an abolition bill needs to look at the intent, right? And so, um, you know, an abolition bill needs to, needs to be, it it needs to cover those cases where there isn't an intent to murder the child. All right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's when it applies, you know, when there is a good faith effort, you know, in a, um, in a medical emergency however you know and, and again i i don't think you can define that black and white it's going to some degree I, I believe have to be left up to the medical professionals in that situation in that moment to make that decision um as to to what what it is what a medical emergency is what is not and whether you know one exists in that situation but you're going to have to leave it up to them then to make a good faith effort um you know, given their expertise, to uh, to save the life of the mother and the baby. All right, and uh, and in, in in that kind of a situation, you know, um, in my opinion, an abolition bill doesn't apply um, because there is no intent in that situation to murder that child. Right? To me, that's the major distinction. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: I think I think you're hitting at it very very well. We're gonna have you know, just like with any other <laughs> with any other law. Uh, regarding respecting human life uh yep. you know if there's a if there's a death uh, then then there's an investigation and the investigation yeah. uh tries to figure out uh was this an accident was this is this wrongful death is this a, a homicide is it manslaughter uh, we try to walk through all of that we try to, to put together the pieces we do we factor in motive um and and mm-hmm. <laughs> means and and uh you know precedent and, and a million other things. And all we're asking is that our pre-born neighbors would just be given the exact same treatment. And right. so w- then right. we're entrusting that just like when it comes to uh, uh, a surgeon and, and, and malpractice or something that leads to a, a death of, of their patient, we investigate those things and we, we, we work those things out on the child as well. We wouldn't need... exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm with you guys 100. We wouldn't need um, a a 12,000 you know or 1200,000 uh, page book describing all the potential nuance of medical emergency and and the right things to say or do in every single situation. We just we have a law that says our babies deserve the same kind of uh, intentional uh, care,
0: equal protection,
1: and equal protection yeah. as mm-hmm. everyone else. And then we'll we'll work from there. And we, we trust our justice yeah. system to, to do just fine when it comes mm-hmm. to any other human being and a medical emergency. We should be able to do that with our children as well. Exactly. No, that's very, very good. Well, uh, this has been very, very good. And I appreciate it so much. Uh, Violet and Wes, thank you guys for being on. And Violet, thank Thanks you for having me. once yeah. again uh, for, for walking through, yeah, for walking through... Um, some convoluted things you know we'll try to post all of those uh links that you, you you laid out i'll try to post all those in the show notes because this is this is some complicated stuff when it uh-huh. when, when you start un, unpacking the layers and you have not just uh the surface story but you have all the implications that flow from it like uh being nervous about delivering a child because then you would have to deal with these born alive regulations or whatever just all of the the deeper layers that you kind of—I think—you did a good job helping us be able to to get our heads around. At yeah, least for me, it's it was very helpful. good. All right. Well, uh, before we before we we got just a couple minutes here. Anything else, real fast, before uh, we we call we we wrap this one up.
2: Well, I might just say, uh, again, kind of as, as we, we close the show, uh, the podcast, I think on, on Monday, Brandon, just uh, we, we need folks to get involved. All right. We, we do. Um, things are moving. Um, again, we are right now um, in the process of drafting the Senate abolition bill. And um, I, I think we're, we're we're I'm still very optimistic that we're going to get a House sponsor. And so things are moving forward. Uh, Remember, the legislative session in Missouri starts January 4. So we're basically, what, six weeks away from the opening of the legislative session. Uh, Bills can be filed in about two weeks, December 1st. And uh, we're looking at having the Senate abolition bill filed either the first or the second day of december so we're, we're two weeks out so um what i'm saying here is um everyone we 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 need you we need your support we we need you to get involved um look for information you know forthcoming here within the next few weeks as these bills get filed and uh, they get a number we will we'll get that information out to you so that you know exactly, you know, which bills that you need to to be supporting as the legislative session opens here in just about six weeks.
1: Yeah, that's all really, really good. And and I'll go ahead and say once again, folks, we need donations. Go, You can go to org and scroll down just a tiny bit. And on the right side, there's a little button that says donate. Uh, please uh, begin to, to do that. And, and share this with others who you think would be willing to, to donate to our cause, because especially going into this session, we're going to need, um, we're going to need extra help. We need extra help financially. So as we always say, if you know, if you got people who are willing to volunteer their time, their energy, their effort, or um, their financial contributions, we, we uh, appreciate it all. So, well, well, folks, this has been the abolish abortion Missouri podcast where we believe children are a heritage from the Lord. And we're working toward the immediate and total abolition of abortion in Missouri. We thank you so much for listening. We again, we encourage you to like, subscribe, uh, but most importantly, share this podcast, get the word out, especially these clarifying issue, uh, this these clear this clarifying uh, information on the subject of the the just the what it really comes down to is the insufficiency of the current approach to um, laws regarding our, preborn pre-born neighbors. It's just that the entire thing has to be overhauled. What we need is abolition. What we need is abolition and, and anything less is always going to be rife with all of these other problems. So I hope this has been helpful in, 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 in solidifying that and clarifying that even further for you. And, uh, we, we certainly hope that you're even more able and willing to get involved and help us here in the fight in Missouri and eventually everywhere. So uh thank you again. We will talk to you next time and until then, abortion must be abolished.
0: Amen.